Hey everyone, my name is Corey Behrens and this is the first Simplistic Views podcast. I'm joined here by Parker Harrington. So Parker, go ahead and tell me about yourself. Uh, so I'm Parker, uh, I'm in my mid-20s and basically everything that I do is online. So Parker, tell me how we know each other. Corey and I actually met at the entrepreneurship program up at the University of Northern Iowa. So my quick story there is, I started off college uh, with the goals to be an accounting and finance major, go through the CPA, and really just focus on numbers for the rest of my life. After going through those classes, I figured that wasn't for me, so I kind of stumbled into marketing and then from there found out about entrepreneurship and the entrepreneurship program that was already happening on campus. I went and got signed up, and right there, that's when I met Corey. Right, that's so true. <laughs> I think the first time we actually met indirectly was through Startup Weekend. Startup Weekend, yes. Yeah, that was uh, in 2016. Yeah, yeah, so that was quite a few years ago. Uh, but I still keep in contact with a lot of people that I met that weekend, so uh, <laughs> that was a good time. I know, yeah, it's, it's 2020 now. I, you know, Parker and I have traveled around the world together, and it's just actually really interesting how like one weekend for a Startup Weekend pretty much nursed to this entire friendship. And it's really cool, I think. I've got one quick story for you. So yeah. that weekend, uh, the startup weekend, the weekend that I met Corey, uh, I had never had a Red Bull before and they had been around for a couple years and uh, Red Bull was sponsoring the event and I think it was the first night or the second night, I forget what it is, it's a three day event and it was probably around dinner time, I drank an entire Red Bull and I'd never had one before, I didn't drink coffee, I didn't drink tea and I did not sleep that night and this is a multi-day event all day so the next day I wound up having another Red Bull to get me going since I was so tired from the night before. And I don't think I'll ever forget that. Shout out to Red Bull. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Red Bull. Because yeah, actually that was one of the first times I ever, ever had a Red Bull before too. No way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was amped. Um, you know, I we had friends, mutual friends like uh, Kayla, Bryce, uh, all those people from the guys from Iowa Chill. Uh, and it was an interesting night because I had never been involved in in one of these uh, weekend challenges before. So I thought, and I think that's what really nourished my want and need uh, for entrepreneurship. I was gonna say, uh, I had never uh, given a business pitch before and naturally they threw me right on the spot that weekend so I had to present ours and I either didn't do as good a job of presenting as Corey's team or I'm not sure if the product was just put together, but I think you ended up bringing home first place that weekend. Yes, yeah, we actually did end up bringing home first place. So we had this uh, idea that Kayla brought up was uh, the laser cue. So basically it was an attachment to the end of a pool stick. And as you aim down sight, a laser would shine down to the ball and see exactly where the cue ball would hit the ball that you're trying to hit. Um, and uh, we apparently did a great job at, at, at presenting the idea. Um, I, I, although I don't think anything ever happened to that <laughs> I was idea, gonna ask. <laughs> I think it was dead in the water after that weekend. Uh, it did actually uh, get me connected to the uh, UNI Entrepreneurs Club uh, and all the things that are happening at the John Papa John Entrepreneurial Center. Um, also got me hanging out with you and and all the people there. So, um, you know, you were an accounting major, right? Or you're going through the accounting classes. Um, what was one of the first businesses that you actually wanted to start? 
Uh, so this is probably after I got involved with the entrepreneurship program. So I was fully out of the accounting program by then. Uh, but it really was sustainable clothing. Uh, for one of the classes, the whole point of it was at the start of the semester, you would start with an idea and by the end of it, you would have a fully working business. And uh, mine was hemp clothing and these were really just focusing on short sleeve t-shirts and long sleeve t-shirts and then from there it was really gonna get built out. So I mean, it was really interactive and as far as uh, I had to find the manufacturer, uh, we were going through minimum order quantities, trying to make sure that all of the products were sustainable. And uh, I pretty much got all the way ready to launch. Uh, I had the ability to put in the investment, put down the first order and uh, Right before I did that, uh, I graduated, and the next day after graduation, I hopped on a plane to Brazil, and I was there for a couple weeks. So I actually never picked up the project after that, and I mean, hemp clothing is kind of exploding now, so uh, I'm not sure if I would have been in at the right time. Who knows what would have happened, but that was actually the first business. Oh, wow. So what did that experience teach you? Uh, I learned great communication skills, was going back and forth with a ton of different people. I needed to figure out the marketing, how to get everything set up, all of the business operations, where was the product coming from. Uh, I had to vet out all of the different manufacturers out there. I wanted it to be US-based while I did vet out some of the overseas suppliers. And uh, it really just taught me that entrepreneurship and really marketing and online uh, activities is where I wanted to focus on going forward. Okay, and so after you went, after you graduated college, you went to Brazil, uh, and I know uh, that you had asked me about camera recommendations, and I know you bought, a, you bought a pretty nice camera to be able to go out to Brazil. Uh, tell me about your experience in Brazil. <laughs> so I think it was uh, probably a month or two before I went to Brazil, and I was like, I kind of want to get a camera because this was going to be my first time really out of the country. I had spent uh, a week or two in Puerto Rico before, but otherwise I was like, I really want to capture this and remember this moment. So I was reaching out to Corey and I was like, what camera do I want here? So uh, my parents uh, were uh, gracious enough to uh, get me a Canon. And from there, I mean, it, the rest was history. Brazil was beautiful. Uh, we spent two weeks, two, three weeks in the rainforest and then about two, three weeks in the capital and I was doing a good job of taking photos, uh, doing videos in the beginning, and then by the end of it, uh, I was passing it off to friends and such for them to take photos, and I think that's where I kind of realized I like being the person on camera, not so much behind the camera. That's why I like being friends with people like Corey. That's true, <laughs> and actually that first, uh, when, you, when you sent me the link to the, uh, to like, hey, what camera I should buy, and I'm like, here, this is a camera you buy, that you should buy. That was my first experience with affiliate marketing because the link that I sent you was an affiliate link and I think I made like 20 bucks off of that. So that was my first experience with, uh, with, with affiliate marketing back in like 2017, 2018 when you graduated. Um, or was it 2017 you graduated? Yeah, 2017. And uh, I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. Um, and so, yeah. But after you graduated, after you came back from Brazil, uh, did you have a job lined up? Uh, I had no jobs lined up. So basically, I came back, I packed up all of my stuff, everything was in boxes, I was ready to move out with family in Colorado. I was lining up a few jobs out there. And then in the matter of like one week with, before I was ready to leave, I got hit up by two different startups here uh, in Iowa and they both wanted me to be part of their teams. Uh, no, I, no idea how either of them found me. And to this day, I'm still working on uh, the majority of the same projects that started back then. And uh, I mean, everything's been awesome. Uh, no complaints on my end, just 
the way that the entrepreneurship world <laughs> wanted me to go. <laughs> it's true. It's like the entrepreneurship guys were like, hey, man, we got this, we got the startup over here. We're connecting the stars. Boom, here, try this. So that's kind of your first foray, or for however you say the word, into like into digital advertising. Uh, what were some things that you really uh, kind of experienced and learned uh, that you may not have, that you didn't know prior to becoming in, or coming into the digital ad agency world? So really working in digital advertising, uh, there's the way, and this really goes for all industries, but there's the way that you know it should be done and then there's the way that the clients want it to be done. And I'm, I see you smiling because I know that you know what I'm talking about here. But uh, really knowing what's best for the client and then convincing them that that's what they really want to do. Uh, in the beginning, I had a hard time really talking with clients or I would get upset if they didn't want to go a certain way that I knew would be better for the business. And when working in digital advertising, I'm not just part of your marketing team. I wanna be everything. I wanna know all of the operations. Uh, I wanna know all of the packaging, the product itself, the marketing on top of that. I, I need to know all that so that I can market it the right way. And uh, it's just an interesting experience going, every client is different, everybody I work with. Uh, some people are really hush-hush on this. Some people like are really an open book and will give you all of it. And it's really been interesting over the years, especially some of these clients I've been working with for a while, uh, to see the relationship grow and just see how they trust us and how we can continue to help their business. That's true. Um, and I want to touch on quick, so a lot of people are like, you know, probably thinking that they want to go into digital advertising. Uh, what's one recommendation that, let's say like I'm a college student, I'm coming out of college here in the next few weeks or maybe the next few months, um, and I want to get started at a startup or I want to work um, by myself and being a, like, or maybe like a remote worker. Uh, what are some recommendations you would give somebody coming out of college? So if you're just coming out of college, I'd probably recommend that you specialize in one area, whether it be Google, Facebook ads, Amazon, Shopify, building websites, uh, a copywriter, I mean, you name it. Just focus on one thing to start in because you can really branch out to anything else from there. Uh, I would recommend this for everybody, just get really good at copywriting. Uh, that seems to be one area where we need the most help and it's either us writing it or we're uh, freelancing it out or finding somewhere else, but uh, there can never be an abundance of uh, content and good copywriting. That's true. Uh, copywriting, that's one of my, like, not like not one of my favorite things to do because I can't just sit down and write all that long. Uh, although I am getting better at it, but it's not my best. That's why I stick to video production. <laughs> However, uh, you know, I know people that can do it for me, so I, I think it's better off to pass the torch off to someone else. So that's actually one thing that I really learned uh, in the entrepreneurship program at UNI. Uh, Lori Weichi, she was like, man, she's my saving grace. Uh, early on, like I, I was trying to do everything myself, and I realized that like I didn't have the skills for like a lot of the things that I was doing, or some of the things I was doing. I'm, you know, I'm proficient at a lot of things, an expert at some, but there's some things I just like eh, not good at. Uh, so she really taught me like, hey, if you're not good at something, outsource it because there's someone out there that can really do it way better than you. And if it's going to clog up or bottleneck you into building your business, then that's something that you just need to pass off. Because like, you know, if, if for example, for like when I'm doing video production for clients, it's like, 
they're not that great with video or they don't have the knowledge for the for that or they don't have the equipment but if they try to do it themselves they're going to spend they're going to spend a lot of money they're going to spend a lot of time and in the end it might not look great uh, and that's why i'm here that's why i'm here for sure so um but yeah, so you know, that's kind of a tangent that I went off. You're perfect. Off. I do want to touch on that. Yeah, so uh, that is something that I'm still learning. I've been in this uh, almost four years now. Uh, is I'm still learning to delegate and trying not to hold everything to myself because, you know, there is the quote and I can't get it out of my head of uh, them saying, uh, if you want it done right, you got to do it yourself. And it's like it doesn't always have to be that way. Sometimes, especially in a fast-moving environment, you just really need to pass it off. So I'm still learning that. So. Uh, I'm saying you've got time. Uh, the other thing I wanted to bring back is to the students. Uh, if you are in college, I would say something that I look for on resumes or for the experience for especially fresh college grads is I wanna see that you've actually done this work yourself. If you haven't done anything specific and it's really just been all school related, I would say, go out there, test some stuff, try building a business that you set up for 30 days, or maybe you get like a one year LLC or something along those lines and really just push, maybe it's Google ads or Facebook ads and really just get in there and break stuff. I mean, <laughs> get in there and just, you don't even need to record a sale, but just kind of look how like uh, the interaction with the audience goes. And uh, I would say that would go a long ways. That's true. And getting practice is like the number one thing um, I mean, there's things I mean that I have even thought of that I need to do is like, there's one way that you could easily like show that you're good at social media is by curating content. So like, for example, uh, one of my buddies, Jacob Smith, uh, he lives down in Arizona now, but he created this like Arizona coffee lovers Instagram page. And there's a few hundred people that follow it now, but he just goes all around Phoenix and he goes to every single coffee shop and he like, you know, says what he's getting, shows, shows people on Instagram, and people are interacting with it. So it doesn't even have to be a business. It could be like, you're a fan of coffee and you could like, you know, you don't even have to like order the coffee yourself. You can go online and find people that are going to different coffee shops or that are posting aesthetically pleasing pictures of coffee. And you can, you know, pretty much take their content put it on your page, but give them credit. And you know, and, you know, you can show like, you know, you can show people the different people that are in the coffee space. And that shows that you're able to bring an audience and engagement to some sort of space. And that might help you in the long run, trying to sell to clients saying like, hey, I don't have specific experience in your industry, but this is what I've done in another industry. Love it. Yeah. You and I have uh, obviously a long standing friendship. What did we do in January? So in January, Corey and I uh, hopped on a plane and went to Thailand, uh, knowing how the rest of 2020 ended up. Uh, looking back, it's kind of an interesting decision, but one thing that uh, I'll never forget in Thailand is there was one day we were out, uh, not snorkeling, but we were uh, scuba diving. I get those two mixed up. We were scuba diving and I think it was after we were done with our session, uh, Corey went to the top deck of this boat and I think he dove off over 10 times just doing different flips and dives and all this stuff. I mean, the kid just looked like he had discovered the high dive at the pool for the first time. I mean, I don't think I'll ever forget this kid had as big of a smile as he has on right now. So that was an awesome time. Uh, highly recommend Thailand, the food, the people, uh, the culture, all of it was amazing. I know that was a fun time. I uh, cannot, I would like, I would dive in the ocean, swim back to the boat, get to the top of the deck and dive off again because it was so fun. 
Um, but one of my like greatest experiences in Thailand, do you remember Kanchanaberry when we were in that gas station and that old man came up to us? Uh, keep talking. Yeah, yeah. So he came up to us and this older man, like he's probably in his 60s, he came up to us and he, in, his, like, he, in his best English, he said, welcome to Thailand. And I don't know if, that, if you remember that, but that resonated to me. I'm like, these people are so nice and they're so welcoming. I cannot say enough good things about the Thailand people. True that. They were amazing. True. Uh, do you remember one of our worst experiences? Continue. Uh, we were on, we were about, so we were going, we're on our way to Kanchanaberry and we wanted to, it's either we take a, a, a bus that was seven hours up to Bangkok or we take a flight that was 40 minutes to Bangkok. Do you remember that flight? Uh, so on, on most of the uh, public transit and on the plane rides, when I'm traveling, I usually uh, pass out really easy, especially when things are moving, so like on a plane and such. So we get on this 40 minute plane and I passed out and then you wanna lead the rest on what happened after so, I was sleeping? <laughs> yeah, I was just vibing, listening to, listening to some music and then we were like, the, the, I think what the pilot said is we were like, we were landing, we we're going to be landing soon. Um, and then all of a sudden, we're going like this, nice and down, nice and steady. And then all of a sudden, the plane just like does an, like a huge embankment to the left and we go down, 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 down. Like we're losing air. And Parker just wakes up like, like wide eyed. And I'm like, ah, and then, and then they like quickly course correct. It was a wild experience. We hit a 45 degree drop and I don't even think I moved much. It was just the coming to wake up. I looked over at Corey. He gave me a, <laughs> he gave me an I don't know look and I said, let's see you on the other side. <laughs> yep. I thought Buddha, Buddha was going to be calling us. Call us home. <laughs> yeah, that was a crazy experience. It wasn't our time that day. <laughs> nope, nope, thankfully not. But then we had a great, a great experience. Um, and Canchanaberry and all that. Um, we, at that time, we uh, thought, we didn't think the world was gonna be shutting down. And Parker was very, very, uh, you know what I'm gonna say about the, about the virus? Yeah, what's up? Oh, you were very concerned at the start. And I was like, nah, it ain't gonna be a problem. I should have listened to you because Buddy knew. <laughs> Dude, you had the forehead. Like, I think once Kobe died, I think we should have known. <laughs> I think it was right around that time. I think uh, I didn't get out of bed for a few hours. Yeah. Rest in peace. <laughs> so you've talked about like how you're in the digital advertising space. What specifically do you do? Um, and like, what are some things that you work on? So I primarily focus on e-commerce and helping people sell things online. Uh, we've got a plethora of clients who sell anything from uh, bug repellent, to sewing needles, to barbecue sauce, to teas if across, the, <laughs> across the globe, I mean, you name it. Uh, if you've got a physical product, we can help you move it online. The main platforms we focus on are Shopify and Amazon. We also use Google and Facebook and some of our other like emailing tools and a few other things out there, but those are really the bread and butter. Uh, and I mean, it's from small companies to giant companies to here in Iowa, to here in the United States, to Canada, to Europe, I mean, you name it. I mean, we're working with anybody. Uh, we really enjoy building partnerships uh, and becoming like really solid friends with our clients and just hoping to grow that over time and uh, really just putting it in people's heads that this is a 
patience game. You need to have a solid product, a solid story, uh, solid presentation, price, I mean, you name it. Really just a product that solves a solution or a, a, a product that solves like a problem for customers out there. Hit them where they need it. Uh, it doesn't even have to be something that exists uh, that doesn't exist or something that exists uh, in the unknown. I mean, this can be products that are already being sold out there. Maybe it's clothes, like I was talking about earlier, how we already, we've already we already had cotton clothes and polyester and et cetera, but I was looking to branch out into like hemp products. So I was just taking something that already existed and just putting a twist on it so we could be more sustainable here heading into the future. Uh, so really, I mean, it doesn't take a lot to get started, but really just making sure you have your foundation uh, set up before probably reaching out to us or working with us. Uh, otherwise, we can help you get there. And then the other thing is just reiterating patience. I can't tell you how many clients. It's probably over. It's probably over the fingers on my hand. Uh, the amount of people that have asked me within like the first week of meeting them. All right, Parker. So how long until we sell a million dollars? And I'm like, <laughs> it's just I don't. Eventually, I just keep a straight face. In the beginning, I would laugh, but it, it's like. It's just a fun game. <laughs> patience and persistence. Yes, I think that patience and persistence is just one thing that people need to learn. Uh, like with me, with the video production, uh, with my company Simplistic Views, I was a wedding filmmaker for a long time. And uh, now that, uh, you know, the world has changed quite a bit, uh, you know, I think I'd like to pivot into doing larger projects with corporations and with smaller brands. Um, and you know, smaller businesses here in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, and be able to uh, tell those customers that like, you know, we can create these videos, uh, but we have to be one intentful about what we're creating, and we have to understand that like it may not be a grand slam at first, but we'll make sure to build up enough videos where it will be in the future. And you just gotta think of it in the long term. You can't think of it like, oh, I want to make you know, a million dollars in the first year because that's entirely like, I mean, it could happen, but it, it probably won't happen. It, it, it does take, you know, a lot of persistence and hard work to make anything good. So, uh, Parker, let's wrap it up now. I, you know, is there anything that you'd like to recommend uh, to small business owners or students, anyone that might be watching this podcast that's trying to get more information about the digital adver advertising agency world? So if you are interested in digital marketing, uh, you can, I know that Facebook has their own learning program. I'm sure Google does. And I know that Shopify has their own as well out there. Otherwise, like I said earlier, just make sure that uh, you're testing this and really just spreading yourself out, especially if you're young, uh, really just learning what you like. Just test a bunch, see what you don't like. That's the stuff that you can later delegate. I know personally, uh, I'm okay at writing emails for clients and for our own products, but it's like, I'm not as quick with it and I don't really have the design skills there to be patient with it. So it's just better that I delegate that off where it's like, I can kind of run meetings or use my voice to really talk with people and get to know them and I can better hold on to that one myself. Um, besides that, uh, persistence and patience. Uh, it takes time. Uh, I've been at this a few years and I'm still nowhere near an expert. I have learned a lot along the way and with each and every person I run into, I learn more and uh, I'm, I'm still just a student of the game. <laughs> exactly. 
I'm, an, I'm also just a suit of the game for right now. Uh, so another funny story that I have for you guys here today is ever since I learned about URLs and how you can really claim those, I mean, this is quite a few years ago. This is another recommendation for students out there is look for URLs that you wanna save and definitely go scoop those up. Put them on like a renewal, make sure you just keep those forever if that's, a, that's what you want. So uh, since I learned about this, it probably was even in high school. I've always been checking for parkerharrington.com and someone's always owned it. A couple of years later, I finally learned how to look up who owns it. So probably too much information here, but I researched the dude, found out that he was holding it for his son. His son is probably a couple years old. And I'm like, oh my goodness, he's gonna hold this until this dude's like 16, 18, and then give it to him. I'm like, I'm never getting this. So a couple years go by, this is now 2020. This is just a couple weeks ago. Uh, I'm checking and I was like, I hadn't checked on it in probably about a year or so. And I was like, just cause I was like, I'm going to see if Parker Harrington is available. And it was, so I'm not kidding. I had never moved faster. I scooped that up, put it on, bought it for two years, put it on renewal, making sure we have that. Sorry to the other Parker Harrington out there. I'm having this one reserved. Hey, you uh, know what? <laughs> Don't hate the player, hate the game. <laughs> right, he needs to study the game. <laughs> and then the other shout out I have today is I know that we all take showers. I know that we all need to be clean, especially this year. I do have one thing I wanna promote. It is grown ass man. So this is a shampoo bar I have here. I use it for my head hair, my beard hair, all over my body. I use it as a shaving soap. I mean, I use this everywhere. Just go to grownassman.co, get yourself some shampoo. I mean, you need to upgrade your game. Uh, the other thing is we really, as a community, need to stop using plastic. This product uses no plastic. It is all natural, all organic. Use paper pa packaging. I mean, scoop you some today. Exactly. And I will personally recommend this to people. I use Grown Ass Man for, for body wash. I don't use it for hair. Uh, I just have a personal preference for the kind of products that I use for my hair. Um, but whenever I'm going out on a date or something like that, I'll, have a sh you know, I'll take a shower right before. And they have this one. It's not this one, but it's the last call. And you know, I, I rub that on my chest, I rub that on my neck, and it gets me all smelling good. And <laughs> I, I swear to God, it, it, you know, the, the, the girl's smelling like, oh wow, he, he, he smells fresh and he knows good style. <laughs> it doesn't even matter what you're wearing. If she smells you and she smells the grown-ass man, and she, she'll, she'll just know. She's like, oh, this man has good style. Fellas, it's not in the clothes, it's how you smell. <laughs> it's a different part of the brain. <laughs> you trademark that? I should. <laughs> <laughs> well, man, I'm gonna throw that back to you. Hold that up in front of the camera. Put it next to your head. Hey, there we go. Well, Parker, thank you for coming on the podcast. I'll drop Parker's social media links in the description if you'd like to know more about him, they'll be down there. I, you know, I want to thank everyone for coming for the first ever episode of the Simplistic Views podcast. We're a video production agency based in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, and uh, we'd love to work with you. So see you next time.